Okay, hi guys. Um, it's Chavzayin Iyar. If I'm not mistaken, today's actually Althashayin Abbas Rachel Yosefa's birthday, her 16th birthday. She should have complete refua, like beyond. They're doing like a mitzvah campaign for her. So this is, this is five mitzvahs. They're getting 1,600 mitzvahs. 1600, 16,000. This is five mitzvahs. It should be literally in her zechus, like every second of it. Um, okay, so we're, we're up to Paraknun Bays, part two um, of four. We're in the middle of a conversation all about what it actually means that Hashem, essentially, what, it, what we're saying is what does it mean that Hashem is real and, and, and present? And also, what does it mean that our actions matter because what it, really that is the question because what we've been saying until now is that like my actions matter my mitzvahs matter my loving relationship with Hashem matters why because it's causing Hashras Hashchina but what does Hashras Hashchina matter if Hashem is everywhere that's our, that's been our question so it's not only about what is Hashem this is about like is the purpose of my life that the Altar has outlined for us actually true like actually literal you know what i mean um so that's kind of been our question our leading question um Altera has talked to us about this muscle i started looking into the gut brain thing i didn't get very far because i had a really busy day yesterday but i'm on it i'm like i'm continuing to be curious about it um so now so yesterday we said that <clears throat> all of creation <clears throat> oh gosh. <laughs> <clears throat> Essentially, we were saying basically that all of creation is not random. What creation is, creation is the body of the, the creation is the, bo- is the body being alive by reflection of, by symptom of the brain having life force energy, right? And there being life force energy that's surging from the brain into the rest of the body. The, the nimshal of that is that Hashem's, the Hashem's Shechina is in his brain, which is Torah and Mitzvah. That's the Levush of the Hashem's Shechina as it is in its ultimate pristine state, right? Just like our nefesh is most revealed in our brain, Hashem's Shechina is most revealed in Torah and Mitzvah. By symptom of that, the world comes into being. By symptom of my nefesh being revealed in my brain, my ears can hear and my nose can smell. My nose can smell. But what we've been talking about is that, like, it's not that I have an ear, and so I, my brain sends life force to my ear so that I can hear. It's that my life force is one that hears, and so there is an ear. Basically, the, the levushim of the world and of creation are the symptom of the true life force. And in this case, the symptoms of the world, the, re- the reality of creation, is the result of Hashem dwelling within Torah Mitzvahs. This is the result of Hashem, Hashem's oneness with Torah Mitzvahs, essentially. And when we talk about, like, Torah is the blueprint for creation, essentially, that's what we're saying. So, we're going to continue today. Basically, I mean, there's no way I'm able to summarize everything, so I'm not even going to try, but... In addition to that, we've been also saying that like th- that the aspect of godliness that ends up being manifested from that shechina, from the essence of shechina, into the rest of the body, into the rest of the world, I mean, into the rest of creation, 
is similar to the, to the kind of nefesh that gets manifested into the rest of my body. It's there. It's 100% there. Hashem is here. Hashem is there. Hashem is literally everywhere. But it's a more minute degree. It's a more, not less, but less, re- less revealed. You don't naturally feel life force energy in your toes. You don't naturally feel hashra sashchina in things that nira mesim, in things that don't look alive. Or in things that aren't, that don't look oddly, essentially. Okay. Aval, but. Hashchina atma. So, so we, were, we said yesterday, this is, the but is in response to yesterday we said that the shchina is basically manifesting itself into all of creation in this less revealed way. Aval hashchina atma, shihi reishis hagiloi. But, I, sorry, I, it's just important. It's very, like, that's a big deal, basically, <laughs> because saying that the Shechina is manifesting itself in all of creation just in a less revealed way is a big statement, because what we're saying essentially is that, like, even think about yourself thinking that, what you're saying is that there isn't one part of my body that doesn't have the same life force energy as my brain, meaning I'm, f- I'm conscious, I'm fully, consciousness isn't only something that's relegated to my brain, it's my entire body is surging with this stuff if only I let myself access it. And that's what we're saying about, real, about life too. So what's the difference? No, but there is a difference. And this is, that's what we're talking about today. Aval ha-shchina atma, she reishis ha-gilei the shchina itself, which is the origin and core of the manifestation, that's what we, we were talking about, that shchina, just like brain, my, my, my brain holds my life force energy, right? Even life force energy isn't, really the essence of who i am how do i know that because life force energy well in a person you would think that maybe it is why because we're so used to this is who i like we only are people so the essence of who i am is my life force energy but with hashem and it's really with us too but i'm not even going to go there with us because it's too hard to like conceptualize that with hashem hashem isn't limited to shrina because shrina is the beginning of hashem being creator shrina is the aspect of Hashem as he is relating to dwelling within. Shekhinah is the origin of Hashem as he becomes queen. Shekhinah is malchus. Shekhinah is it's Hashem as he is mother. That's what we talk about mother. That mother doesn't have to be a mother, but once a mother is a mother, she is fully mother, right? <clears throat> and that's the concept of Shekhinah, that it's Hashem as he is dwelling within versus the Hashem that is not bound to within or without or versus atmos essentially. But like with, like with mother, within the mother is the essence of who that person is. It's not like that, it's not like Shekhinah doesn't have Atmos. The, the, the woman is woman, you know? Once she becomes a mother, now her essence is drawn into her role as, her role as mother. Do you guys get the difference? <clears throat> that actually was very clear to me for like the first time. So, cool. <laughs> okay. The Shekhinah is the origin and core of the manifestation from which the Ainsaif shines into the world, right? Once the mother becomes a mother, now she can shine her herness into her offspring. She manifests who she is into her children through this way of of mother, through this way of Shekhinah. And it is the source of all streams of vitality into all the worlds, similar to the life force energy inside of our brain. Shekulachayas bahem, 
in Iraq or Hamispashit Mimena. The entire vitality of all of the worlds and of all of anything is only the light that comes from her, from from the Shekhinah, Mimena from it, or Hamispashit Mihashemesh, like the light that comes from the sun. Imagine if there was no electricity. Now we're like, oh, light comes from many places. But imagine a world with no electricity, even though truthfully, I wonder if electricity is actually, I don't know, never mind. But imagine a world with no electricity. Somebody says, where does light come from? Where does light come from? Sun. The sun. Or fire, which is also the sun, right? It's all the sun. That's what Dalton was saying is reality, which sounds obvious, but how often do we actually have DOS about that? That anything in reality is only what it is because of the energy that Shrina is putting within it. On a sub-level of the, nim- of the mushal, to me, I'm so grateful that the altar has spent so long on the mushal because it really makes you understand. Like, how, it, it makes you understand how much you're not, how much I'm not actually feeling this. With my body, how often do I walk around and just feel like my hands are what they are, my, my feet are what they are, my, my, I'm, I'm alive, this is my body, right? What Alter was saying in the mushal is, you're not just hearing because you have an ear. You are alive in your body because in this exact moment, there is life force energy surging from your brain through your body, back into your brain, through your body. There is this flow of life happening right now, yesh me'ayin, right now. And if it wasn't for that, you, there wouldn't be life in your body. It, you're not just alive because you woke up this morning. You're alive because right now there is that surge of energy from your brain into your body, right? And that's what we're saying about reality. We're saying that reality isn't just here because Hashem created the world. Reality and every inch of reality is only what it is because there is that aura, that light coming, being drawn down from the Shekhinah into the world. Constantly, again and again and again. EF Okay, so the question in, uh, before this paragraph is, so why don't we feel the Shekhinah? Why don't I feel my life force energy, you could say, right? Like, why, why don't, if the Shekhinah is everything, if the Shekhinah is literally manifesting everything, why don't we feel it? Because in order for there to be a world, essentially, we cannot feel the Shekhinah. Because if there wasn't a garment, there cannot, you can't have or without Kaylee. It's like Risa said this in her class the other day. None of you guys were there. She's taught so beautifully. But basically she was saying that like R without a Kaylee is like putting a, a water bottle underneath a faucet and then just turning it on. You don't have the right, and, and on really high speed. It's just going to bounce right back out. Without the proper Kaylee, you can't have full R. And at the end of the day, Hashem says he wants a world with Nishamis Begufim doing Torah Mitzvahs. This is, our, this is why we're here. This is what the world is about. And so to have that, to have that, you need levushim that are going to mask the R. So that it doesn't completely nullify itself in its source. It would be the example of trying to see light within the sun. If you don't have the levush, which in, which in the mushal, it's not exactly the same because in the mushal, you're literally going out of the sun. In the nimshal, Hashem is creating Himself, Hashem is, is manifesting himself in a way that is masked. Do you get the difference? Like in the nimshal, you never leave the sun. Everything is Hashem. You're just putting on a, a garment that is also God dressed like a garment. <laughs> like the garment is Hashem too. But anyways, it would be like being inside of the sun 
and trying to see light. Essentially, she ain't near a sham orza in the sun. You do not see light. Rock etzem guf hashemesh bavad. You only see the you only see the sun, but you don't even see that because you are the sun. All that exists in the sun is the sun, and it, or without levushim is only or not reality essentially. Um, dun 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 dun. Exactly. Okay. So just one thing just to notice before we finish today's Tanya, which is one more page. But I know I said this like fifteen thousand times. I've just been tripping on it. So it's just for me like one of the things that is mostly coming up from this conversation is that Levushim aren't random. And I know that sounds like well, I don't know what it sounds like because I don't know. To me, what that means, though, it's a very, it's very large implications that levushim aren't random. Like the fact that we're saying right now that all levushim are exactly what they are because the or is because the or is what it is. At my ear isn't my ear because I have an ear. My ear is my ear because within my soul is the power of hearing. And for whatever reason, and I don't know this reason, but it goes back to like Yad being fourteen and my hand having 14 ligaments, you know what I mean? Whatever those things are called, joints. Like, there is a spiritual source for my ear looking like my ear. But it's not random. It's my power of hearing cosmically and spiritually is meant to channel through the exact way that my ear looks. But it's not like I hear because I have an ear. Because my soul has the power of hearing, Hashem doesn't give me an ear so that I can do it. It's like, it's all one. It's all one big story unfolding. And the levushim are part of that story. The garments, the concealment, the, the things that don't look great are all part of that story. The things in my life that I'm like, eh, you just look like you're kind of taking up space on my journey. I kind of wish you looked a little different. You know, you're just, you're concealing what I actually want or what I actually am. None of it's random. It's all the exact levushim for the or. The, the levush isn't, the levush is nothing. The garment is nothing except for the response of the or, the symptom of the or. The or is what it is. And for the or to completely manifest itself, it needs that exact garment. But what that means, the implications of that is that there's no antagonist in our life. There's no antagonist in our life. There's no there's nothing that could ever happen and there's no way that we could even physically, I mean, there's no way that we could ever look our bodies. This is our bodies we're talking about. Like literally, there's no way that my hair could look or my eyes could look or my nose could look or like there's nothing about my life that could ever be anything other than mispashet or hashrina, than the shrina shining itself through me in that moment. That is life. <laughs> like literally, it's, and any garment that is holding that, any vessel that's holding that, is only what it is because the Shrina needs to reveal itself in that exact way. It's wild implication. It's, it's not, it's not um, casual. <laughs> okay, so now, what we're, now the next question for the rest of today's Tanya is what is, how, it's actually a very, interesting question all they're basically asking it's almost like a riddle that we're asking because what we're saying essentially is that the r is too high is too lofty and too spiritual and too one with god in essence to 
be revealed in our life and not make us completely drown in its source. And yet, what we're, and yet, and so we need something that's kind of a lower caliber. But the problem with that is that if it's a lower caliber, how could it hold the Or Hashkina? If it's lower, so to speak, how could it hold that? So we need this, we need this dichotomy. We need this magical thing that's able to not drown us and yet is high enough that it can hold us. So what is that? What do you guys think that is? There's only like, there's literally only one answer. Who, think about like, what do we say? Like, who can do anything? Optimus. Exactly. Okay, so umahu halavush sheyuchal hastir ulahalbisha v'layisvatel b'metzias b'ara. What is this garment that is able to hold? To, that is able to hold the shechina and not completely nullify us within its light. Essentially, who are tzaynai v'chachmasai v'chulu, as we know, which are one with him. These are his will and wisdom, which is the Torah. V'chulu hamelubashim b'tarot u'mitzvaseha, which are enclosed in the Torah mitzvahs haniglis lanu uluvanenu that are revealed to us and to our children. And it's so precious that the Rebbe says our children, like the Alter Rebbe said, our children. Meaning us, <laughs> like the Torah that we study today isn't some separate concept of Torah. The Torah that we study today is the same Torah that Hashem is revealing the Shekhinah inside of to allow us to experience Him, essentially. Like, like our Torah too. The Torah, the Shabbos that we keep, the, the Tzniyas that we keep, the Kosher that we keep. This is what this is. The Ariza, so why can Torah be this garment? Why is, why is Torah able to essentially enclose Hashem in such a way that we're able to have Him, but not be overwhelmed by Him? Because Torah comes from which is higher than Alma de Eskaya, and as we said, Alma de Eskaya is Shechina. Because He is wise, but not with a noble wisdom. It's just referring to even higher than Atzilus. It's higher than any sphera. The light of Torah and the R within Torah. See, the R within Torah is higher than any form of revelation, any form of anything. It's literally one with Hashem Himself. Because Hashem is one with His eternal, is supernal Chachma, and is one with Him, um, which. In the Mimer that we're learning, it's literally that's what that's what Hashem says about Torah. Hashem says, "When I sold you my Torah, I sold you myself, right?" Anaychi Hashem alekecha. I I can't I don't even have a name. It, Hashem doesn't Hashem doesn't say Havaya gave you the Torah. Allah Kim gave you the Torah. Shame this gave it. Anaychi. I. Ana nafshi kesavis yavis. This is me. I am inside of Torah. The, the me that is transcendent of Shechina, transcendent of Chachma, transcendent of Atzilus. Transcendent of any, it's like a mother, it's like a mother having this moment where it's like, my, I am with you even in a way that transcends the fact that you're my child, <laughs> you know, which it's, it's hard to even understand. So why don't we experience it like this essentially? Because it came down from level to level, with the hishtalshos of the elamites. And we know that Seder hishtalshos is essentially the concealing of the light which doesn't but concealing of the light with garments that are also manifestations of Hashem just in a way that doesn't look like God until they come all the way to this physical world where we have the Torah and mitzvahs in this physical way and do we continue tomorrow
Ja. 